0: Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS youth ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Keesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we're going to talk about how to communicate with youth and parents.
1: We know that there are many youth leaders out there who love youth and their families, but maybe don't have a lot of resources or support. So maybe you just accepted the nomination to be on your youth board. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're jumping into youth ministry as you prepare for the 2025 youth gathering. Uh, we want to help you. And so we're kicking off a second series of podcasts designed to jumpstart for anyone who is new to youth ministry or is looking for a reminder on planning and best practices.
0: We know that most of these people doing youth ministry are volunteers who are busy and often don't have a lot of specialized youth ministry training. We wanted youth leaders to be able to think about key logistics and program development as you develop healthy youth ministry. You can come back and listen to these anytime or send them to someone who is just getting started.
1: So we're gonna start this series by talking about communication. Mm. Uh, You can make an amazing plan of programming, Bible study and more, but if your youth and their parents don't know about it, Mm -hmm. then it really isn't gonna work for you. Um, I know that, One of my reoccurring panic dreams as a DCE in the congregation was that um, everything was set up, all the decorations, all the the volunteers were in place. And I realized that I have not uh, publicized it anywhere and there are no kids coming.
0: All that work for nothing.
1: All that work for nothing, (laughs) right? So we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen uh, to you because communication is key and we wanna go through some baseline pieces that'll help you communicate and create a communication plan that'll work for you.
0: Joining us to talk about how to communicate is Meredith Smith, our communication specialist for LCMS Youth Ministry. Meredith helps us communicate about everything we do in LCMS Youth Ministry, including The Gathering. She is a Houston native, a graduate of Texas A&M, go Aggies, and is married to Alex. Welcome to the podcast again. Great to have you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, guys. So uh, we got to hear about you briefly in the intro, but maybe if people are listening to this as a Mm first-timer to the podcast, uh, give us a reminder um, a bit about you, um, your vocations, your role in youth ministry, and things that bring you joy.
2: I've been married to my husband, Alex, for two and a half years now, and he teaches theology and social studies at Lutheran South here in St. Louis, Uh, my biggest fan and source of encouragement. Um, I'm also a daughter, a sister, and in the last 18 months, the most proud aunt you will ever meet. No, you and I (laughs) fight over that. (laughs) (laughs) I am really type A, uh, so I love planning things, so this job is actually really great for me. Um, I really love planning vacations, so I'll I'll have a good eight-page Google Doc for a four day trip Um, so in some way shape or form I'm always planning something uh, that Alex may or may not know about Um, (laughs) and of course I love communication things um, and I've been serving in communication roles since 2015 and I've obviously learned a lot in that time frame and excited to share with you guys
0: awesome so what do you love about communicating on a big scale about the LCMS youth gathering or LCMS youth ministry
2: Uh, With such a wide audience, you can imagine there's a lot of learning styles Mm -hmm. in our our group of people. Um, Sometimes it's fun because it allows me um, or us as a team to use a variety of different communication tactics. Uh, We've been able to use social media, videos things like end goals, to communicate um, all things youth ministry. It's also fun to stretch my communication knowledge and try new things. You guys are really good at letting me try whatever <laughs> I want to try. Um, and it's fun to get connected with other people mm-hmm. in our, our synod that are doing communication in their uh, congregations and their other vocations. Uh, the people that serve on the gathering media team are some of my closest friends and some of the most talented people I've ever met. And I love learning from them and seeing how they serve in their unique ways to serve young people in our church. Um, You also can't beat getting to an event like The Gathering and people show up, one, they have all their stuff, they've got there, so I have done my job of communicating something clearly to them. Yeah. For sure. The
0: nightmare has never come true for you then, that you've done all this planning for the youth gathering and no one showed (laughs) up. No one showed up. Because we forgot open registration or forgot to I did have a
2: nightmare one time that I forgot to order the guidebooks for The (laughs) Gathering, so that was terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so we wanted to bring you on mostly because you just have this a huge level of expertise when it comes to communication. Um, and we know as a, a youth leader is starting to get into that, maybe they're just stepping into that role for the first time. Not only are they going to start to think about what that's going to be on the calendar, what Bible studies they are going to use. But one of the first things they're going to need to do is to make a communication plan. So as they think about what that plan should look like, where would you have them start?
2: First of all, having a plan is extremely crucial Uh, to anything. That is the first and foremost. The plan is going to help you, the communicator, and help those you're communicating with, uh, so your youth and your families. And a good place to start is to maybe evaluate all the places that you could communicate with your youth and families. You might find it helpful to start looking at what your congregation already offers, so a monthly newsletter, an email, um, the bulletin, a bulletin board, um, social media, And once you know what you already have available, you can leverage your communication efforts through some of those means, or you can look at how you can expand those efforts uh, to make more effective communication for your youth and their families. Uh, Another great way to If you're starting to look at what you wanna do differently, um, just send a survey out to your youth and adults and you might find it helpful to see how they wanna connect with you and how they prefer to receive information. Um, So a simple survey with just some options can help you see the differences between your youth and adult communication, because I guarantee they are not Mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And just remember, don't list any communication that you are not willing to do. So if you do not want to do Snapchat, don't even list it as an option. Mm-hmm. But you should be willing to step into those, uh, step out of your comfort zone, and try some of those new things uh, to get communication out to youth and their families. And you know, you, Juliana, you talked about events and working towards getting people to sign up and volunteer and train. Um, And a lot of churches have their standard events that they do. They do youth nights every Wednesday or they do a Christmas program every December. Um, So once you know what you need to communicate with your youth and their parents, you can start looking at those events um, and the deadlines that might be helpful for your youth and their families. Um, and you know your audience best. You know um, how your audience receives things, if they are last-minute signer-uppers, um, or if they are on the ball and signing up the second the link drops. So, um, make sure you know that about your audience. Work backwards from your event and use what works best for you guys. And it's especially helpful if, um, for these events that happen regularly, and you can know your audience a little bit better.
1: And I think sometimes when you're working backwards, you realize just how early you have to start that communication process. I feel like it's earlier and earlier every year. (laughs) Yeah,
0: It's it's the communications early and earlier, but like you said, you may not get the registrations until later and later. It's interesting kind of finding that good mix to communicate the information you need to, but then being patient sometimes in that process, too. So as you can imagine, uh, Meredith has some wonderful calendars that she keeps all these things organized. It's fantastic of uh, keeping us on track and so many things that play into that. Um, And a lot of communication now, too, certainly happens through social media. So like when you're asking about those platforms and things or through our phones, through apps and other things. Meredith, what are some of the best practices you would give for using social media to communicate?
2: So much of the communications happens on our phones. It's just like the norm now. We just sit and scroll um, endlessly. So if you're planning on using social media, make sure that no one is excluded. There are some young people that don't have Instagram or TikTok. Um, So you want to make sure that those youth are still finding out the information even if they don't have social media. And it's fun to find something unique to do in your plan. Um, At at my previous congregations, we would celebrate like the big events like uh, confirmations, graduations, birthdays, um, or if kids won awards at school. So something like that is unique and it's fun. Um, It's a little bit more personal than just kind of like a static announcement. Mm -hmm. And you should use features that are available to you on social media. Um, Think of things like sharing reels or Instagram has polls or questions, um, and you can also put like links in bio, so it's just really easy for people um, to get that communication, and it's a unique way um, to get people engaged. Um, And the other thing, which is crazy because you asked me about social media, I say don't solely rely on social media um, unless you fully understand the algorithm, which the second you do, it's going to change the next day. (laughs) Um, Be prepared to communicate in a lot of different ways um, in multiple times.
1: So, I mean, when I started out as DC, I'm going to age myself. I, I guess I was a college intern who was still doing kind of a monthly newsletter where mm-hmm. I yeah. I copied and pasted mm-hmm. clip art out of a book. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that was good. How often should somebody be maybe posting on a social media or does it depend on the platform?
2: It's really going to depend on the platform. And like I said, like the algorithm, you could post um, now on Instagram. I'm seeing posts from like four days ago, um, just today. So it it really is in the hands of the algorithm. Um, but if you have the ability and you want to post multiple times a week, I always say like more is better. Uh, yeah. If you could do that or have somebody in your youth group do that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great way. Ways. I mean, you see groups, we do it. I know in our youth ministry, different pieces to sharing God's word, encouragement. I mean, so there is a lot that you can do that just put that in the for young people and adults who care for them too just to be being the scriptures together and those prayer requests here that come up that can be so important so love how that all comes together through social media
1: yeah um and that could probably be a, a podcast all of its yeah, own right. it's just how to use social media Um, uh, but yeah I, you know certainly you want to use whatever platform you can be most consistent on right right um and those kinds of things uh, so as you're thinking just not just about social media but all the different ways we communicate uh, what are some of the problematic things you see ministry leaders do that might hinder their communication
2: yeah, I think one of the biggest obstacles that I've seen and I've had to learn in communication is um, what I call like leader language in quotes, or using some sort of internal language that not everybody's going to understand. Uh, for example, in my previous conversation, a sentence that I would have said is I'm going to film the ECC MOI in the CMC. What now? that (laughs) means nothing to anybody except for me and the people I was working with. Um, So it can get really confusing, especially if you have people who maybe don't attend regularly. Um, So you want to make sure um, as much as possible that you're communicating clearly using language that youth understand, the parents understand, Um, again, especially for those that aren't heavily involved. Um, And also don't forget to try and communicate without confusing people or upsetting people or offending anyone.
1: So when I'm putting together something, is it helpful then to like have somebody else read it? Yes.
2: Having other (laughs) eyes on it is super helpful (laughs) because we get so caught up in our just internal language um, that you just kind of forget that not everybody knows what you're talking about.
1: Right. Or like, I you know, I'll write something and send it to you and you'll go like, Juliana, you missed the dates, right? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> what time is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you, if there's like, sometimes we forget that there's like, if there's a mission critical thing you need them to do, they need to be wearing clothes they can get messy in sure. or um, whether you're feeding them or not. Sure. <laughs> right. Um, how are they getting from here to there? If we're going to some other event, are we meeting there, are we meeting at church, those kinds of things. Um, often as leaders, we can get stuck in our own heads about those mm-hmm. things um, and forget to communicate them consistently um, in all of those different ways.
0: Yeah, I love those. Where some of those templates can come in handy. To or having yeah. those other people, like, or once you get a good piece of communication, like, you hold on to that to like yes. be able to go and kind of reproduce <laughs> it because like it had all the information and in I remembered it. Right. And then make sure you do that again because I think like you said that consistency can be such huge ways to get it to your different audiences that way, which is great.
1: Well, and if you, I've done it before where you accidentally, like if some information shifts and then all of a sudden the second or third communication has different yes, information, right. am I highlighting it? Right. Am I saying that is different or are people going to be confused? Because Oh, yeah. You know, is this is this happening on Tuesday or Thursday? You said it was happening this other day, right? So making sure you're, you're consistent. It's Wait.
2: okay to make mistakes. How many times have you received yeah. something from a marketer that was like, oh, it's actually this. Yeah,
0: right, <laughs> this right, is right. the link you need to click yeah. on. So yeah. don't yeah. be
2: afraid to make mistakes, <laughs> but they're inevitable sometimes. Yeah.
0: Well, we know that people are getting emails and texts and scrolling social media virtually all day long, it seems like. So there can be a lot of voices that are... Um, being heard and listened to by a wide variety of people with all that information what are some ways you would suggest to catch people's attention
2: yeah we are constantly being marketed to by companies it's easy it's really easy to get lost in the in the scroll and i personally my biggest thing is i would talk to the youth in your congregation and find out what they like to see on social media what catches their eyes um, and be willing to meet them there and to mm-hmm. do those silly videos but make them informative. Um, and if their suggestions sound out of your comfort zone, find ways to get them involved to do it. Um, my previous congregation had a, a youth leadership team, and they were always excited to to jump in on that and um, go with the trends of whatever was being trendy, because I was not going to do a TikTok dance. Uh, but they were more than willing to do that and get that information out to their friends uh, that way.
1: Uh, we... Have talked about a little bit internally as a staff, and I think it might be helpful for other people to think about. Like, uh, it's helpful to use pictures, right? Sure, right? Or videos if we can. Um, it, if I'm maybe using a picture, what might I be looking for, and what kind of picture I might use for our event?
2: Oh man, um, I would use pictures of your congregation mm-hmm. as much as you can, pictures from your event as much as you can. Um, There's a number of stock photo websites that have free stock photos out there. Um, If you really needed to use something in particular, uh, Canva, I know in our office we talk about Canva a lot, and there's a lot of um, if you want to do stock images there, or if you want to just have some cool graphics with some movement. um, Any of those things, I feel like, are pretty effective on social media.
1: And looking for, you know, energy and excitement, right? Yeah. But I also think um, I, that sometimes we use, we think, oh, that stock photo looks really good. Mm-hmm. But when when our kids are scrolling, mm-hmm. th- it mm-hmm. looks like an ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. like everything else. And so using their own pictures, your yeah, own They church, love seeing
2: themselves on social media. Even if media. it's <laughs> not as,
1: as high quality, right? So And then being able to post afterwards your pictures and... and Um, and share that with folks. Well, you just talked a little bit about Canva. We know that people are gonna be doing this communication as a volunteer, they're not gonna have nearly as much time as you or I would, um, in terms of putting together communications. What are some tools they might use to help um, facilitate that process to make it a little easier for themselves?
2: Yeah, social media has come a long way in the last couple of years, making it uh, pretty easy for people um, just step into those roles and get social media posted out there. Things like um, Instagram and Facebook uh, all have a scheduling. If you have a business quote unquote page. Uh, you can go in there and you can schedule to your heart's desire. If you just have like a day or a couple hours to go in, um, make some things on Canva and schedule those out, then you don't have to worry about it. I have found those tools really, really helpful. If your church has a communications budget, there's a number of tools out there too, but there is certainly some really great free stuff um, through Facebook and Instagram.
0: Juliana mentioned uh, before about yes, information changes. Um, And so trying to help people manage maybe multiple emails with different information. What do you say about like, where do you go to like where is the one place that has the most up to date information? How do you keep people tied to that location where the best information is going to be?
2: I would encourage people to make sure your uh, church or your congregation's website is up to date with the most accurate Mm -hmm. information. Um, That is a place that you can just send people the link, they can click on it, and they can get the most up to date, whether that's the homepage or Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of just static landing pages you can do, or maybe it's the church calendar, um, but something that they can always point to for the most up to date information, and that's easy for you to send out and to even say verbally to people Mm -hmm. to go visit. Mm Yeah. So I know
1: you've talked to us in the media team for the gathering about how to think about how to tell a compelling story, right? Because that's really what communication yeah. is, right? We're not just the, the dates and the times, but trying to tell the story. Um, so what are some things that youth leaders should know about uh, helping to tell the story of their ministry or the programming?
2: Telling stories is super powerful, and it's really engaging when people can see themselves or something that they've been a part of on social media. Um, They're encouraging, impactful, informative, um, and everybody loves a good story, uh, even on social media. So, through the gathering, we really try and uh, tell a lot of stories of the event. So, we use a model that we look at as like a funnel, um, with the top of the funnel being the most broad that we could possibly be. So, for example, in the gathering, that is the gathering as a whole. What are we doing at this event? Why are there thousands and thousands of young people gathered together? if you're looking at your group, you might consider you looking at your whole congregation, or maybe it's your whole town or your neighborhood, um, and just think of the most broad audience that you can tell, that you can think of. Um, moving down the funnel, we get a little bit more personal. So, for example, for the gathering, our next level down would be to look at um, an individual congregation that's attending the gathering. What is their experience at the gathering? How did they play into the story of the whole gathering itself? Um, and what does that look like for the event in general? If you're looking at your own congregation, that's where you can start looking at your group or a just a smaller segment of your congregation. If we go down to the very last level, is the most personal level um, for the gathering. We're looking at an individual that is attending the gathering. Um, how does their story fit into the overall gathering story and in their congregation um and how that how that affects um and how impactful that is Mm -hmm. for us to read um we call that like our humans of the gathering and it's just really fun to get to sit down and interview um people that you might not normally get to interview uh, for your congregation that could just be one youth in your congregation uh and telling their story about how they fit into not only your group but also your congregation as a whole Um, We like to think it's a really easy way to look at telling stories, um, whether it's through photo or through video, um, looking at it like a funnel for those special events in your congregations or um, telling a story of hosting fundraisers or why your group is going Mm -hmm. to the gathering or a servant event um, or anything like that. It's just a really easy way to tell a a big story in a small way.
1: Right. So alongside telling kind of the bigger story of what's going on in your program, which you still want to do, um, being able to to parse it down to what's happening for one young person. Mm-hmm. And then this is a great way for the congregation to get to know that young person, know right. their name, know their face, um, hear about them a little bit in more. And most,
2: most congregations should have a mission statement that everybody in the congregation is striving to um, live up to or to complete. So showing how your youth are, are um, living out that mission statement through their various vocations or through, the, through your youth
0: ministry is
2: pretty powerful.
0: I love telling that story too. like especially it seems like maybe around the gathering, but even LCMS servant events or other things that are happening on, it's amazing how many articles will get sent that are like in a local newspaper from an LCMS church about like cool things their youth are doing. I think like you said, newspapers are looking for those often positive stories of Absolutely. young people doing things in service yeah. or they're, they're doing this work to go to an event or they're just opening the doors of the church to do some mission work or something like that. And so like just telling that positive story, connecting with the local newspaper too. You get to tell your story, get to talk about the gospel, all that Christ has done for yeah. us. And so like, just some neat things and exposure that can happen out into your community too by telling those stories.
2: Yeah, there's so much negative stuff in right. the news. right, it's, right, it's right. good opportunity yeah. for Might be
0: surprised so. the newspaper might want to come Absolutely. cover.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned earlier uh, that idea of like you use a youth leadership team to help you with communications. Um, how might you get youth involved in helping communicate about your youth ministry?
2: Yeah, sitting down and talking with people, it, word of mouth is probably the best marketing uh, tool there ever is and ever will be. Um, so getting down to talk to the youth in your your congregation and their parents um, to to reiterate why it's really important that they are helping. Uh, helping you communicate with Mm -hmm. them so they can have a seamless experience for um, all of your youth ministry activities. Again, I really liked the youth leadership team. They were always really excited (laughs) to jump in and help. And uh, they talk to their their friends Mm -hmm. more than I talk to their friends. Mm -hmm. And they know um, whatever the lingo is, whatever is cool. Um, And sometimes those peers are more willing to listen to their other peers Mm -hmm. versus an adult telling them what to do. Uh, so I always really appreciated having uh, some youth leadership uh, team members helping me out getting getting things going like that um.
1: Yeah, I think when we do youth lead, we have this executive team and they help me with the social media that we yeah. do. Um, and I've done this in my congregations, too. And and one, I think the posts that they suggest are, tend to do better than anything I imagine, right, yeah. because they know what they're going to be interested in. But then also, I think there's a real uh, comfort and uh, encouragement to other youth when um, you have youth leaders who are sharing event information on their own like, own personal media, right? When they're reposting, resharing, those kinds of things, they're like, oh, okay, well, I think I know who's going to be there. That can be a great encouragement to be able to do that. So um, saying like, hey, if you guys are going to be there, make sure that you're encouraging other people to come by reposting, resharing uh, those things, putting it on their own stories on Instagram and that and kind really of thing. And they really take
2: ownership if they're the ones mm-hmm. that created right. mm-hmm. it. They're mm-hmm. really excited to share it because they made it or they did it. Um, Which is always just fun to see
1: or the pictures of them, right? Like honestly, it goes back to those picture (laughs) things, right? If the picture of the video uh, is them, they're more more likely to get that and get that added engagement that you're going to have with their friends.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So Meredith, just talking specifically about the youth gathering, what are some tools and resources that youth leaders can grab off the website or other things or things that'll be coming that'll help them communicate about the gathering itself?
2: We keep the gathering website updated as much as possible with resources for adult leaders to um, communicate. Maybe have those Bible studies and inform their parents of before they send their their youth on uh, to the gathering. Uh, we also have lots of frequently asked questions that mm-hmm. we try and update as much as we get those questions uh, to make sure that you have all the answers you need to prepare your group to attend the gathering. Uh, we also update our social media regularly. So if you are on any social media platform, you can find us at LCMS Gathering. And we also have a youth ministry Facebook group. So for Mm -hmm. anybody that is on Facebook and wants to connect with the youth ministry staff or connect with other adult leaders, especially if you're a first time adult leader, uh, we encourage you to join that Facebook group and get connected with some of those other adult leaders in that group. For this gathering, we're also going to be hosting gathering update zooms so you can come and talk to juliana and mark and i uh um once a month second thursday of every month uh leading up to the gathering starting uh january of 2024 and we're going to offer different topics to talk about gathering planning and what that looks like for your group but also have gathering office hours so you can come and talk to us and ask any of those pertinent questions that you have uh, to get your group best prepared for the gathering For groups that are attending the Gathering, they can download the Gathering Media Kit found on the Gathering website. Uh, This has those Canva templates that we were talking about earlier. It also has some uh, editable posters that you can use to put around your uh, congregation's campus, um, as well as download the Gathering uh, logo for all of your T-shirts that we love to see at the Gathering.
0: (laughs) Well, awesome. Thanks for all your expertise and all your work, all the work of the media team. Awesome to see, and thanks so much for... Giving us such a good basis to start talking about communication, start getting out the good word about the gathering, but also so many of things that take place in youth ministry. So thanks for all your work.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: So we're gonna continue this series. Um, We've done one of these already, the starter uh, pack. So you can go back and listen to those episodes. Again, we're gonna link them in the show notes. Um, But this will be the startup of another series of these to help you as you get ready and get started in your youth ministry. Uh, Just maybe a refresher course for those of you that have been doing it for a while. Um, A reminder on some um, tips and tools that we can have um, as we communicate well with our young people and their parents. So a couple of closing questions for you to consider. What is your plan for communicating upcoming programming to your youth? Ministry.
0: What is one additional tool you can add to your communications tool belt?
1: And how can you engage young leaders in helping with communication in your ministry? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you care for young people and communicate well what is happening in your youth ministry.
0: Engold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.